Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. I am your hostess, Jen Rosenbaum, and I'm very excited today to have Tina Anderson with me. Tina Anderson is a CEO and the co-founder of Just Thrive, and she's an expert on gut health. And man, these podcasts, I say this, I feel like I say this in every podcast. These podcasts <laughs> always find me at a time where I need whatever the guest has to offer. This is not an exception, and I'm really looking forward to talking to you today. As we're recording this, it is April, end of April, and I don't even know what the day is because it's like <laughs> all the same day. It's the year of April. <laughs> right. and, um, so uh, we want to, you know, we're going through a lot right now. And so, the stress, the eating, we're not totally eating right. You know, there's a lot of things going on, um, aggravation and all of this I'm sure comes back to gut health. I'm guessing. So today I'm excited to talk to Tina. Tina, say hello and please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Hi, Jen. So nice to be here. Thanks for having me on. And um, yeah, I am the CEO and co-founder of Just Thrive, which is a natural health and wellness um, supplement company. And um, my background is I actually have an interesting background. I started out as an attorney and um, well, I still am an attorney, but I don't practice um, and I basically was in litigation for many years and then just based on a desire to have a less stressful life and be able to spend more time with my children, um, I decided to leave the high stress litigation arena and go into corporate world in the pharmaceutical industry. But while I was there, I started to see many of the abuses in the pharmaceutical industry. I saw the overprescribing of drugs. I saw people just, um, you know, I, I, the funny thing is when we were first in it, I was like, this is such a great industry to be in. My God, we're helping people get better. And, and, and that's true. There are certainly cases like emergency room or emergency type situations or acute situations. We do need the traditional pharmaceuticals, but um, it just, we didn't feel it was a place to treat um, chronic conditions because we saw that people just weren't getting better. You know, they would take, we saw this with one of our relatives. They would start on one rel, um, one medication for a stomach issue, then that would cause joint issue, then you have joint issues and that causes skin rashes. And so it just was this never ending cycle. And they were, before you know, it, they were on half a dozen medications and not feeling any better. And mm -hmm. so we learned, um, we really didn't live our lives that way ourselves. My husband and I, with our three kids, we were pretty naturally focused and natural minded. And we just decided that we wanted to get into the natural health and wellness space. And we left our big roles there and just decided to, um, you know, delve into an area of gut health, which is um, super important. We knew the National Institutes of Health had come out with the national, um, with the Human Microbiome Project launched by the National Institutes of Health, and it told us more about the gut than we ever knew before. Mm. Um, it was fascinated, fascinating, and also told us about some of the problems with probiotic therapies that were out there, and um, you know better ways that we could actually make change in our microbiomes. So from there, we launched Just Thrive, and so never look back. Most gratifying career journey I've ever been on, by or none. That's amazing. And as we're sitting here, I'm putting lotion on my hands and I'm rubbing my joints because I suffer from joint pain um, as a side effect of a medication that I'm on for my breast cancer. And I understand that. Like, I, I feel like in America, we're so busy masking problems, not fixing problems. So tell me a little bit about how like gut health or unhealth <laughs> yeah, right. something like joint pain or like what, what other, um, things are we experiencing? So, you know, um, oh, I, I'm losing all my words today. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> what other uh, effects are we seeing from not having good gut health? 
Yeah, that is an awesome question. I think it's one that people are really starting to understand. Thank God more and more. Um, basically, our gut is responsible for virtually every aspect of our overall health. You know, for years, people would think, oh, I need to take a probiotic or I need to take care of my gut health because I have, you know, some gastrointestinal discomfort. I have gas or bloating or diarrhea, constipation, those types of things. And for sure, that is a time that you know that your gut is, you know, probably imbalanced. But what people are now starting to realize um, is that, and what the science has very, very clearly told us is that we are 10 times more bacterial cells than we are human cells. And the majority of those bacterial cells live in our gut. And so there is really, it's hard to find any health condition that is not associated with a dysbios, dysbiotic gut. Mm. So it's really important that when, you know, people don't think of skin issues, like a skin rash as being tied to an imbalance in your gut, but that's exactly where you start when you have a skin issue. Um, joint pain, same thing, autoimmune issues. I mean, of course, if you have an autoimmune issue, which so much of the world is plagued with right now, um, is starts from an imbalance in your gut with your gut flora allergies. Um, we know that 80% of our immune system is found in our gut. So, I mean, the immune system is so reliant on the health of our gut. So you see people who get sick all the time, who people are more vulnerable. Um, and, it, and we need the first thing we need to start taking care of is our gut. The really interesting thing that people get really surprised about is like that there's this big, huge gut brain connection. So you know, people think of like anxiety and depression, they would never think to be focusing on their gut. But yet that is the first place that you should be starting because there's this nerve called the vagus nerve. It's the communication superhighway. It's the largest nerve in our body and it connects the brainstem to our intestines. And so there are signals going back and forth to each other. So, you know, people will always say, I have that gut feeling. That's exactly what we're talking about. That is a real thing, you know? And so we, you know, people who um, maybe suffer from anxiety and depression or, you know, other mental health disorders, um, they, they probably have a dysbiotic gut. Um, and the flip side is true. If you have a dysbiotic gut, maybe you are experiencing more mood swings and, and that kind of thing. So there, you know, from anxiety to depression to um, Alzheimer's, dementia, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, autoimmune issues, they are all of those diseases stem from an imbalance in your gut. So it's where you need to start. And, and unfortunately, the world we live in is not supporting favorable gut health. Yeah, that's so interesting. So, so how does your gut get that way? Yeah, right. <laughs> Dis Great. What did you call it? Dysbiotic? Yes, dysbiotic. So it just means imbalance. Right. So we need a balance of good bacteria and bad bacteria. You know, it's never the right approach to take the, you know, something that kills all the bad bacteria. We need that balance. You know, we need to recondition our gut. But the gut gets out of balance really by the world we live in. I mean, um, one of the biggest offenders of gut health are um, antibiotics. So we know that the antibiotics that we take are huge um, offenders of it. Now we know that people need to take antibiotics from time to time. They save lives and I, I don't dispute that, but um, they, they are definitely overprescribed. Um, we know that antibiotics in our food, then we're eating antibiotics every day. Um, another huge offender are like glyphosates. Glyphosates are the active ingredient in Roundup. 
So all of our food, you know, when people say to eat organic, that's, there's a lot of truth to that. We really do need to eat organic because we know that glyphosates are actually worse than antibiotics when it comes to our gut health because mm. antibiotics kill the bad bacteria, which is what we want them for, but they also kill the good bacteria, which is the unfortunate part of taking antibiotics. But glyphosate, which is sprayed on all of our foods through, you know, the hidden ingredient in Roundup, um, only targets the good bacteria in our gut. So it doesn't even kill the bad bacteria. It's only targeting the good bacteria. Um, other toxins, you know, mold toxins, environmental toxins, the air we're breathing, um, this sterile environment, you know, we need bacteria in our lives. You know, that's why um, I've never been a fan of antibacterial soaps because, um, and, and all the hand sanitizer, I know the world we're living in now, we need to be doing that because of, you know, we don't have hand, wash, you know, soap and water handy, but it's, um, that would be my number one choice is always to use soap and water for many reasons, other than the fact that we're getting rid of bacteria. But um, we just live in a very toxic world. I mean, we have the plastics and all these things that are just wreaking havoc on our gut. So mm. sugar, stress, like I talked about, stress is a huge offender to gut health. And people think like, oh, you know, I'm fine. I could do it. You know, oh my, it's not going to affect my health. It's just my mental health. And it's like, they're all so tied together. So really when you are on a health journey, the number one place to start is your microbiome or your gut, your gut health. You need to focus on your gut health. So how do you know, this is, um, I said this to you before we started recording and I'll say it again. I was online uh, or in line as most of America says in New York, we say online. I was online uh, ready, <laughs> ready to go pay it at Whole Foods the other day. And when you, you know, because of the social distancing, they have us kind of weaving in and out of the store to wait on the line. And where I was waiting was right in front of all the probiotics. And I kept thinking, you know, I should probably be taking one of these. I mean, I have throughout my life had periods where I've been on them and off of them and on them and off of them. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's one of those, you know, it's one of those things. It's funny. You take an Advil and you feel better and you go, oh, I know that worked. When you take a probiotic, you're not like, whoa, I feel so much better today, okay. you know? So, so there's times where you're like, oh, whatever, I'll just take it tomorrow. You know, I, I get lazy like that. Um, right. And I thought, I wonder if that would help me. But there's so many of them. How do you even know what to take? Yes, yes. Great question. Well, um, that's actually, and people would always say like, why would you launch a probiotic right now? You know, this was like five or six years ago when the probiotic market is so saturated and it is saturated. And they all, I mean, 95, 96% of the probiotics on the market are made up of two strains, two types of strains, which are lactobacillus and bifidobacter. So if you go back to that Whole Foods and you look at all of this, the probiotics out there, they will list their starting ingredients will be lactobacillus. They'll start out lactobacillus and then the different, you know, mm -hmm. um, genus and species strain will come out. But the, um, and then that and bifidobacterium. So those are the main strains in probiotics. We do not have those strains. And that was very intentional. We knew that those types of strains, the lactobacillus, bifidobacter type of strains, are very sensitive organisms. They have difficulty surviving the gastric system. So one of the first studies we did as a company, which is another thing, we only do things based on research and studies. Um, we did a survivability study. So this independent third-party lab took a probiotic from Whole Foods. There was a 50 billion count CFU product and it tested it, it died off 99.99% by the time it got to the intestines. We took the strains and our strain, the spore-based probiotics, and they survived 100%. So 
The majority of probiotics on the market, like I said, are made up of lacto bifido strains. Ours are not. Ours are made up of what we call spore-based bacteria. Mm -hmm. um, they're made from bacillus endospores. They are bacillus endospores. And spore, why we call them spores, they're not a mushroom spore. They're spore-based because they have this endospore shell around itself. And it's not because we put them on. We have not put that, we have not, this is just the way they're found in nature, these shells. So we have not enterocoded them or engineered them in any particular way. We just had them, um, they're found in nature. These are the same strains our ancestors used to get from nature. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, our soil is so depleted these days, we are not able to get those types of probiotic strains um, from the soil. So we know that the spores have this spore shell around themselves and they're able to survive the gastric system. So mm -hmm. um, most probiotics would die before they ever got to the intestines alive. Um, the best way to explain this uh, analogy between the two different types of probiotics is if you use a garden analogy. And so you kind of compare a garden that's been stepped on and trampled on and there's weeds growing all over the place and you compare that to your intestines. And so the probiotics with lacto bifido will just, you throw those strains in the garden. Most of them never even get there. So you've got dead, you know, seeds going in there. Um, but maybe one of them does or two of them. And so they may plant a new plant in that garden, um, which is better than it was before. And so I never, the lactobacillus story is, it's not bad or harmful. It's just not as effective as you would want a probiotic to be. The spores, you throw them into that garden they actually attach to the soil. They have the ability to get rid of the weeds in the garden. And then they have the ability to bring those plants that have been stepped on and trampled on and back to life. Yeah. So if you compare that to your gut, the spores have the ability to survive that gastric system. They're, you know, the, the gastric, the stomach has a lot of, it's very acidic. It's meant to be a gastric barrier. It has difficulty getting into the intestines alive. Most things do the spores are able to get there alive. And once they get there, they take their shell off and they go into their live vegetative cell state and then they stay there and they have the ability to get rid of the weeds or the pathogenic bacteria. And then they have the ability to um, bring those, create compounds and nutrients to bring those good bacteria back to life. So they're reconditioning the gut. They're bringing the gut back into balance. And the second study that we did um, was a gut model study. And it actually showed that after two and a half weeks, these strains caused a 30% favorable shift, mm -hmm. which is also profound in the probiotic industry. Um, you don't find, I mean, you asked how to choose. I mean, the, way, the best way to choose is to find out what products have a survivability study mm -hmm. and have been tested by a third party lab for DNA verification. So, and what DNA verification means is basically that what the product says is on the label is actually in the capsule. And mm -hmm. believe it or not, there was a study that showed they took 15, 16 probiotic products off of California shelves and found that only one of them met label claims. So um, it's pretty scary out there. So, I mean, my suggestion is that you, you know, I know it's hard when you're at a grocery store because you're looking at different you know, products and things like that. And it's hard to tell, but really the biggest thing is to find, you know, look on the label. Does it say, you know, independently verified for survivability, independently verified for DNA verification. Those are really important things. Mm -hmm. What is not important is when they say 50 billion, a hundred billion. Cause if you look at the fine print, you'll see that a lot of them say 50 billion at the time of manufacture or hundred billion at the time of manufacture. It's, that's not when you need for 50 billion. You need them in the intestines. That's when you need the bacteria to be alive. Mm. 
Um, what are some myths about probiotics that you can, oh. that you can share with us? Cause I'm sure <laughs> yes. your, your reaction, I'm sure there's many. <laughs> oh yes. There's so many. One of the biggest myths out there is the refrigeration myth. So, oh my God, thank you for saying that. I was, that was going to be one of my questions. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. It drives me crazy. Cause so many people, you know, I'm so happy that conventional doctors are finally talking about probiotics, but they're just so they're kind of behind in this. Cause it's like, they'll say, make sure you take one that's that's refrigerated. And, and there's, I understand where they were coming from with that. They were saying, oh, you know what? It needs to be refrigerated because you, in order to be defined as a probiotic, it needs to be a live microorganism that arrives alive in the, in the um, intestines. So we know that those probiotics may be alive in the refrigerator, but how in the world are they, they can't even withstand the room temperature of the store shelf. So how in the world will they ever you know, survive your body temperature, which is much warmer than room temperature at 98.6, much less survive the ride home, you know, from the manufacturer to the store, to the refrigerator, from the, you know, refrigerator to your home. I mean, they're, you know, they probably are dead when they get in your refrigerator, but even if they aren't, they, when they get to your intestines or get to your body temperature, they would die because your body temperature is Mm 98.6. Then much less get to the you know, gastric system and, you know, your stomach acid, they would die too. So um, that is the biggest myth out there that uh, to be a good probiotic, it needs to be refrigerated. Um, what needs to ha- it, the the key is you need to have evidence that the strains get to the intestines alive. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have studied over and over and over again. So, um, and, and it's really hard to find a probiotic that actually arrives alive. An independent third-party lab did a study, they tested, I mean, they've tested over 50, 60 of the most popular probiotics on the market. And, you know, majority of them are dying off 99, over 99% of the time dying off. So mm-hmm. it's pretty, pretty scary out there what, um, what, what's out there. So, I mean, dead bacteria will do something. And that's why people will say, well, but I've taken a probiotic and it did sort of help a little bit. And, it, and it's true that it may provide some symptomatic relief. Um, it, you know, kind, kind of like putting a bandaid on it, you know, putting it, the, but the, these strains actually are going in there and reconditioning the gut and getting to the true cause of an issue by actually fixing that dysbiosis in the gut, that imbalance going on in the gut. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one because, you know, I travel a lot and I'm always like, should I bring my probiotic? Oh, it's going to die. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know? uh, now, I, now I know. I don't have to worry. Um, yes. What are some other ways that we can support our immune system, um, especially during this crazy time? Because I think, you know, the coronavirus is one thing to say, okay, you know, we're we're susceptible to virus right now. But it's an, it's, I, I keep thinking that we're sitting home, we're stressing, or we're working and stressing, or, I mean, even today when you logged on, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm crazy. I'm trying to get my kids' schedule, you know, together and deal with school and deal with work. You know, we are putting ourselves under more stress where our sleep schedules aren't 100% the way they used to be for the most part. We're not working out the same way. I don't know about you, but definitely I'm not eating the same way I usually eat. So, we're sort of putting our immune systems under stress to begin with, forget going out and being around other people. What are some other ways that we can help with that right now and, and going forward? Yeah, no, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that's, what's so crazy about, um, you know, we, everybody, when, when we're talking about this pandemic going on, we have everybody on the news, mainstream news talking about, um, you know, people who are immunocompromised, people who are um, compromised in their health should be, um, 
you know, should be taken, they're at most at risk. And yet nobody's talking about what we do to help our immune system. I mean, right. it's the most, they're, all they're talking about is well, how we could treat it, how we could do, you know, it, it's actually, it's so frustrating because, you know, there are real things people could be doing right now. And, and the worst thing we could do for our immune system is be afraid and fearful. And that's all they're doing on the news. That's all they're doing is, is scaring us to death. And it, it's so frustrating because like I was talking about that gut brain connection. I mean, our 70% of our over 70 to 80% of our immune system is found in our gut mm -hmm. and fear is the worst thing for our gut that stress and that fear causes is the worst thing. And there's this, the, the highway between the gut and the brain talking all the time. So, um, it, I would just encourage people to really just try your hardest to like not watch the news and just do, you know, be calm and do deep breathing and just try to, or whatever ways you find to calm yourself down. But, you know, and, and that's why like gut health is really so key during this time. Um, you know, this is a time that we need to build our resilience. I mean, there's really, there's no known treatment for it. We don't know if there's treatment. We don't, you know, there's, we don't know right now. The only thing that we could know is that we need to count on our immune system to protect us from this because we don't know of any treatment yet. Um, you know, our immune system has to be functioning optimally. So all the things we do to be healthy are really important and the gut plays a really important role in the immune system and we have to remember that. Um, and it's interesting as we start to follow some recent studies on how the immune system battles this particular virus, we start to realize that it's the proliferation of cells called the T cell and B cells that are required to detect and start to fight the virus. So, and most of the proliferation of those T cell and B cells occur in the tissues that are found in the gut in the small intestine. And so that's why like, it's really so critical to be taking care of our gut. And so, you know, if you have a dysfunctional gut, your immune system could be suppressed or confused. And on the flip side, if you have a healthy and functioning microbiome, your immune system should be working more optimally. So, um, you know, we should be taking care of our gut health. That's first and foremost. We should be um, eating healthy, you know, putting out that broccoli, eating the, you know, as clean as you could eat by staying away from glyphosates, getting your sleep. I think that's another big thing, you know, with kids, it's like, oh, let's stay up later and let them have no schedule. And, um, and you know, and it was fun for the first couple of days or weeks, you know, but it's like, we got to get back on a schedule. People need to really sleep, um, stay away from sugar, you know, and again, I, I'm just as guilty as you are, you know, I mean, I, I've had more sugar, I don't even hardly ever eat sugar. And it's like, I've had more sugar, I had more alcohol, I, you know, have I've been staying up later than I normally have. And I mean, I've been way better recently. But it's like, we really, those are the things that we need to be taking care of, um, to support our gut health, and, and therefore our immune system. What is the difference between, you didn't mention this, but I was looking at your website. What is the difference between a prebiotic and a probiotic? Okay, great question. Um, a probiotic, so if we take that garden analogy, the probiotic is going in there and kind of, is, is the gardener of the gut, gut going in there, getting rid of the um, weeds and helping grow those plants and have them come back to life. Um, the prebiotic is the fertilizer. So it's the food for the gut, um, for the good bacteria. Now, the problem is with prebiotics is, Many prebiotics can actually make a problem worse in the gut because if you have a lot of overgrowth in your in your gut microbiome, 
you could be feeding the good bacteria and making that worse. So it took us a long time. You know, we're a gut health company. Um, we do have other supplements besides gut health, but we only bring products that are missing in the market and truly needed in the market. So we, you would think as a gut health probiotic company, we would have launched a prebiotic right away, but we could not find a prebiotic that only targeted the beneficial bacteria. So we finally found... Uh, prebiotic strains that actually only target the beneficial bacteria and they don't target the bad bacteria in the gut, which is super, super important, especially people who already know they have, you know, they have some gastrointestinal issues and now they start taking a prebiotic and it makes it worse. But we know that these only target the beneficial bacteria. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like the fertilizer, the food for the good bacteria. So it's something you recommend using in tandem. I do. Yes. Yes, I do. I mean, you could always start out with the, pre- the probiotic. I mean, I feel like ground zero, if you wanted to start with one thing, it would always be the probiotic. That is ground zero for health is to, right. you know, take a spore-based probiotic. And then you could, you know, start adding the prebiotic in. And, um, and there's so many other be- benefits too. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's so incredible. And it helps increase the expression of keystone strains, which are some of the most incredible strains that if you hi- have higher for example, acromancia is a strain. If you have a higher amount of acromancia in your gut, um, it's, it's tied to better health, longer longevity, those types of things. So we know that the combination with the probiotic and the prebiotic are helping increase the population of acromancia, which is key. key. And we know that because we've studied it with our product, with our strains. Um, everything we do is based on research. We actually have a double-blind human clinical trial on leaky gut you know, so everything we do is based on research. And um, one of the, just to like explain why we do that, one of the big um, things with supplements is that I, I want, like one of the biggest missions in our company is empowering people. We want to empower people to take charge of their own health. Mm-hmm. That's really passionate to me. That's why we left the pharma business because we didn't feel that that was a place where people could empower themselves with knowledge. And this space, you really can. But we did see that there are supplements out there that people can't trust. You know, there are, there, you know, the snake oil example. There's a lot of great companies out there, more good than bad. But we wanted to raise the bar in the industry. And so that's why we have committed to research. Um, we have 12 different human clinical trials going on with these strains. Um, we have, a, like I said, a published study on leaky gut. So everything we do is backed by research and science. And that's really important us to elevate the bar of um, supplements on the market. And hopefully other companies will start to follow suit so that people could really trust companies out there that are bringing products to the market. Mm. I, I have a question for you. Who, <laughs> obviously, because I'm questioning you, but yes. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm like, my brain is working overtime as you're talking. I love it. Who should be taking a probiotic? Now, when I say that, I'm really specifically talking more about children. Like I have a teenager and I have a 10-year-old son. Um, is it important for kids to be taking probiotics? Mm-hmm. Yes, I, um, I think it's extremely important for kids to be taking probiotics. And the reason why is that um, kids are being, they were born into this toxic world that we're living in. I mean, there is like, when I was a kid, I knew one kid in all through sixth grade that had a peanut allergy. You know, now everybody has, these kids all have allergies. When you have an allergy, that means you have a dysbiotic gut. It means you have leaky gut. When you have leaky gut, that means toxins are seeping from your gut into your intestines. And so we know, we see the prevalence of allergies, autoimmune disease in children. We see, um, the prevalence of you know ADHD, ADD, mental health disorders, autism, 
all of these things are stemming from an imbalance in your gut and mostly from the leakiness of the gut. So um, kids, I think it's so important. And, and that's been, with our strength, with our product, you could open the capsules and mix it with food. It's super easy. You could actually bake with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been working so hard to make a chewable form of it, but there's, we don't want to put junk in it. You know, we don't want to put the, all of the, you know, different things. So we're actually working on a liquid and because um, that would be great because the zero to three year old market is so in need of a probiotic that is really surviving and getting there. So, I mean, kids are, that's actually what I'm most passionate about. I mean, um, I have three children myself, they're older now, but I mean, they grew up on, you know, for the last five, six years, they've grown up on these. And um, I mean, there's not a product I would bring to market that I wouldn't give my own kids, but especially the probiotic. Um, and, and it's funny, my daughters were teenagers when we launched and they were starting to break out and all that and on their face. And we, I, I, I'm like, you guys need to take this. You need to take this. They're like, no, no. Well, then they started taking it and they're like, now they won't go a day without it because they saw what it did for their complexion. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't think of the skin issues as causing, you know, or being a cause of, or your gut being the cause of it. So yeah. definitely kids should be taking it. Um, and, and like I said, it's kind of, there's, it's hard to find any group of people that shouldn't be taking it because, mm-hmm. and it's such a bit, you know, you can't market, you know, they always say marketing one-on-one don't market to everyone, but the bottom line is everybody needs this. I mean, there was a study that showed that 80% people will ask me, how do I know if I have a leaky gut? Well, 80 per, they're estimating that 80% of the adult population has a leaky gut and doesn't even know it. In fact, our leaky gut study was done on college students who were otherwise healthy. I mean, I mean, we're seeing this now with this epidemic going on, you know, young, healthy people, people who are dying that are healthy weren't healthy. I mean, they just didn't know that they had an underlying health condition and, you know, and that's what's, that's what's happening. And most of those underlying health conditions, I could pretty much guarantee you stem from the gut because when you have a leakiness in your gut, every time toxins or food particles leak into your bloodstream, you have this constant inflammatory response by your immune system. And when you have that immune, that inflammatory response once in a while, it's okay. You know, you'll survive it. But when it's always, every time you eat all that kind of stuff, it's, it's really causing some wreaking havoc on your whole body. Can you just, um, I know you've sort of brushed on it, but just kind of explain what leaky gut actually is. Sure. Well, the nice thing about it is it's exactly what it sounds like. So it's like, it's basically um, holes in your intestinal wall. So when you have these, the, the intestinal wall is held together by things called tight junctions. And when these tight junctions start to separate, um, toxins could seep into your bloodstream or food particles could seep into your bloodstream. So you could be eating kale and broccoli and all these healthy foods, but kale and broccoli don't belong in your bloodstream and they will cause this inflammatory response. And so um, because of all of this glyphosate and, and Roundup and um, antibiotics and you know stress, all these things that are causing wreaking havoc on our gut, they're also tearing apart at your gut lining. Mm-hmm. And when that gut lining opens up, it, it, like I said, allows these toxins to seep into your bloodstream. Um, one study that came out, so the toxin that primarily we talk about is LPS. It stands for lipopolysaccharides. Um, lipopolysaccharides is the most prevalent toxin found in our gut. And it's really not that problematic in the gut. It's not until it seeps out into the bloodstream that it starts to really be very problematic for people. And so the study that we did, um, it was on college students, and we took 100 college students healthy, not a, and having no other, no, you know, health conditions that they knew of, no, med, they weren't on any medication, nothing. They found that 55% of them 
had LPS toxins leaking into their bloodstream. So mm-hmm. 55% of 20 year olds, you know, 19, 20 year olds have LPS seeping into their bloodstream. So as you get older, of course, you know, you, you see where your blood, you know, your leakiness of the gut starts to happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that is really the number one driver of most chronic conditions. In fact, a study came out on, um, Alzheimer's saying the number one driver of Alzheimer's is LPS toxins in the mm. bloodstream. Wow. And I mean, that goes with pretty much every disease is that the LPS toxins are um, causing heart disease, causing diabetes, cancer. So it's really important to stop those LPS toxins from leaking into the bloodstream. How long do you think you need to be on probiotics before you can start feeling different or seeing results? Yeah. Great question too. You're you, okay. Awesome questions. Thank today, you. Um, <laughs> So um, it always depends on everybody. Everyone's different. You know, we see people with, you know, some gastrointestinal issues that will all of a sudden, like within a few days, see a difference. I mean, some within a few hours, you know, like you talked about. Then there's people who may have skin issues that may take a few months, you know, but most people within a couple of weeks are going to start feeling a difference. Um, mm. They will start feeling um, better. I, the, it's crazy too. Like, here's what I love about this too, is maybe somebody decided to take Just Thrive because they had, you know, some diarrhea, constipation, something like that. And the best part is, it may, or maybe they won't feel a difference right away but they know they're doing really great things for their immune system. Mm-hmm. You know, contrast that with a pharmaceutical product. They're, you know, you're taking a pharmaceutical product to fix something and now you have suicidal thoughts and you have, you know, other, you cause have joint pain or, you know, whatever it may be. I mean, that's the beauty of this is that you're taking this to maybe, you know, I have a friend who was taking it because of gut issues and she's like, I have so much more energy. Like, I can't believe what this has done to me. I mean, it's amazing when you start to clean out your bowels and you get rid of those toxins how it starts to make you feel. It's amazing. Right. You know how they have those pharmaceutical commercials that say, you know, taking this will clear up your skin, but you'll have diarrhea and vomiting and, you know, you can't get an erection and you know, all these things, right? Exactly. Exactly. I'm not really sure which one. It's too bad they don't make commercials for things like probiotics where they say side effects include more energy and clear skin. And I mean, you know, it it is crazy. And you know, when, when doctors present you with side effects, like when I started taking these prawn shots, they said to me, you you might have joint pain. What they don't say is the joint pain can cause depression. The joint pain can cause problems in your life. The joint pain will make you not want to go to the gym. <laughs> yes, right. Right. Or why, why does that cause joint pain? Because right. that medicine you're on is doing something to your immune system. And so, right. and we all, you know, we, you need to do that and we need to take those medicines. So why don't they say it may cause joint pain, but why don't you do some things that will take care of your immune system? You know, why don't you focus on things like, um, you know, obviously your gut health, vitamin C, zinc, different things that are really going to help support your immune system because that's your joint pain is coming from an inflammatory response by your immune system. So that, that is, that's what's so frustrating. That's what caused us to leave the industry that we were in. I was like, I can't do my life's work. I do. I read a lot of Wayne Dyer, Norman Vincent Peale. I'm a very deep thinker. And it's like, we need to do something that is really making a difference in this world. And it's been, it's been great. I mean, it, it, I mean, especially now I'm like, I feel so confident in, in my health and my family's health and my parents and my in-laws. I mean, because we have some of these products that are just, and some other products that I've learned in the industry, you know, vitamin C, super important. I mean, vitamin D, really important vitamin K2. I mean, there's so many other nutrients out there that are really made. There was just a study that came out on vitamin K2 
and it's been helping with um, people with COVID patients. It was just, um, I, I just read it last night, or in, and so I'm like, I need to dive into it a little bit further. But you know, it, people aren't even talking about this. You know, no one's talking about natural remedies out there because because they work and there's no pharma behind it. So it's right. it's really quite frustrating actually. Yeah, it is. And I, I myself have, have really tried hard not to go down that black hole of medication. I, you know, because of the medication and everything also, I suffer hot flashes. So my doctor's like, oh, we'll just put you on antidepressants. I'm like, wait, I didn't say anything about depression. Well, yes. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it's okay. You know, antidepressants help with hot flashes. I'm like, no, no, no. Oh let's, let's not change my brain because I'm having no. some hot flashes. Oh my God. Know? No yeah. way. Yes. I know. I know. I mean, there's, there's so many great natural things out there too for that. You know, it's like 5-HTP. I mean, there's, I don't, there's so many great yeah. nutraceuticals or, you know, supplements out there that really could support your, you know, the health of your mood and all of that. Can so good for you. Thank you. Tina, I really appreciate you spending so much time. And by the way, for anybody, I mean, that's listening to this, I don't know if I'm ever going to publish a video, but Anyone that's listening to this, I can tell you, Tina is uh, beautiful and I can just see oh. you're glowing and it's amazing to, to have that kind of energy and that presence, especially in this time. So I'm sold. I'm going on probiotics today. Anybody else? Yeah. Thank <laughs> um, you. So yeah, tell us where we can find you and your products and more information. And of course, everything will be in the show notes, but just give a little shout out in case somebody wants to look now. Okay, great. Yeah, justthrivehealth.com. So justthrivehealth.com is where you can find us um, on Instagram. We're at justthrivehealth also. Um, and our customer service team is amazing. So if you have any questions about anything, they love talking to customers. We love hearing from you. So if you have any questions, otherwise just go online and take a look at it. Thank you so much, Jen. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. And you are just as beautiful and you have great energy and just be calm. It's all good. <laughs> Thank you again, Tina, for joining me. <clears throat> I have allergy voice now. <laughs> no problem. Oh I need to be on probiotics. My allergies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. If you guys uh, think that there's somebody out there that can benefit from this podcast, please send it over to them. Thank you all for listening. I hope everybody is staying safe and we will talk to you soon. <laughs>